Hello, this is the Grapevine Podcast and you're listening to our segment, To Run To Run, where we discuss different cultures all around the world and our experiences as third culture kids. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Miraj. I'm Leela. And I'm Liz. And today, we're going to be talking about cultural appreciation versus appropriation. Yeah, so let's first talk about what cultural appreciation and appropriation each mean. Cultural appreciation is like, is when you one puts themselves in like someone else's shoes and like understands their culture while cultural appropriation is when you're taking these shoes and like selling them in a white store so you're taking up an aspect of a culture or like a stereotype and like adapting it to fit the standards of like an of a homogenous like society and it's generally just acting like another person's culture is part of your own not necessarily uh, consciously, but it's definitely taking someone else's culture and using it as if you have the right to you know, decide how someone else's culture should go. And a good example of this is like with cornrows, dreadlocks, and tanning in current society, a lot of these beauty standards and a lot of these hairstyles come from black culture, but they're being worn by white people as if they have the right to be able to decide whether they should be allowed to use these historically very important uh, hairstyles. Yeah, I think the biggest issue is taking like small aspects of a culture without understanding where that comes from. So not understanding what the significance is or Uh, not understanding whether you're honoring that culture if you're just imitating it yeah so like especially in like today's world like you can see online there's a lot of examples of famous celebrities and like including Addison Rae and Daniel Bergoli who's trying to imitate a black style it's it's weird to call it style but like these people want to have tanner skin similar to black people and they want to radiate that same energy and it's not definite that it's portrayed in a positive manner you're just creating more stereotypes instead and one very big part of cultural appropriation is the reception of these styles is different when white people do it like for example with dreadlocks they're seen as a cool and a fun style on white people but then they're seen as trashy or you know bad on black people even though it came from them and this is another thing with personally being in Korea a lot of people sort of look at Korean culture and it's everyone's sort of hyping it up but they forget about how much racism Asian people have faced especially with people who want to look like k-pop stars like you're forgetting that these people have taken back what others have been racist to them for, you know? Yeah. It's been in the past, and they don't understand the historical implications and meanings behind their actions, which is kind of toxic, because everything in history we do today has an effect to like the future and how people perceive different cultures. For the idea of, like, Korea booze and wee booze is really weird. Like, you're taking a culture that's not yours and pretending that you're Korean just because you watch these and idolize them. Yeah, like, 
a lot of people that like K-pop just focus on that one aspect and just assume everyone is like that or and the same with like uh yeah so things like that and dressing up in a cultural costume it's definitely like they ch- they pick and choose what parts of the culture that yeah. they want to enjoy and then they degrade the entire culture just to include that small bit that they like rather than acknowledging that it's a whole culture that exists outside of their own uh mindset yeah definitely it's, uh the same can be applied to traditional clothes like the kimono and hanbok Lately there's been an increase in like in the sexualization of such clothes. They try to make kimonos and hanboks sexy in some weird way by like exposing the thighs and stomach and it's really degrading towards the history and the culture it brings in like a nation. And this whole sort of kink with like oriental things is really born out of sexualization of Asian people. It's not valid at all just in my opinion i don't think it is a valid thing to be attracted to definitely it's not only with asian people you can see especially during halloween and costume celebrations people wear native american clothes and headdresses as trends and costumes and some of these costumes can be deemed inappropriate and as we said discussed over sexualized and it's it's just the fact that it's not a costume what you're wearing is just someone else's traditional clothes so why are you wearing it as a costume it's just not yeah they're shoving these traditional clothings in along with costumes like werewolves yeah. and cats and things and it's like these things that people dress up to be fun you're using someone's traditional clothing as like a fun little thing or like or like a sexy out- outfit to wear on Halloween and it's really disrespectful to the history behind those traditional outfits. Other than outfits, I've commonly seen the portrayal of chopsticks and hair as like, "Ooh, I'm I'm acting quote unquote Asian because I have chopsticks in my hair and my hair is tied up in a bun." Like, I have never ever seen a Chinese person put chopsticks up in her hair and say, "Ooh, I'm walking around with chopsticks in my hair. I'm Asian, you see?" <laughs> and I think another thing that is generally not really talked about is with the Day of the Dead. It's the style of the Day of the Dead is very cool, I must say, but people have people think that because they enjoy a culture that they're allowed to take that and use it for themselves. And cuz Day of the Dead is still a very important celebration in that culture and so you're not allowed to take someone else's culture just because you think it's nice this appropriation is not only towards like east asians also south asians like indian cultural appropriation i've seen a lot of people taking henna and acting like it's a trend and it's a fashion statement when it actually has cultural significance to the tattoos in the valley yeah the actual like different types of um patterns of henna have actual meanings like and they're only we only like use them when there's a special occasion not really the way everyone else like uh not from our culture does it uh like getting it every day we do it only on special occasions like weddings and stuff and the symbols actually have like 
significance and meaning behind them. You don't know how many times I've seen people come back from vacation from like Bali or India with henna on their tattoos being like, "Ooh, I got this." And I'm not washing it off because yeah. it's pretty and without thinking of like the real meaning and significance behind the tattoos and why they are regarded as important in uh Pacific culture. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. People see something and they want to take it for themselves and it's just personally I would like to say it's just entitlement. It's just thinking that you have the right to take someone else's stuff and they don't. <laughs> These are the same people that think that such cultures are perceived as exotic and they kind of in a such a homogenous society today they want to be seen as a type of exotic icon i don't know how to describe it but they want to be like different but instead but they're doing it the wrong way yeah they created this society where everything has been like whiteified mm-hmm. and then they see something that's not from white people and they're like oh oh exotic <laughs> it's like no it's not this is normal <laughs> you're yeah. the one who made this not normal you're the one that regards it as something special unique and out of this world when it's been in it's been in tra- rooted in traditions and in the world's cultures for s- such a long time already yeah just because you didn't know about it before and just found out about it doesn't mean it didn't exist before it didn't have any significance i've also realized that there's not only cultural appropriation with costumes but there's also a lot surrounding the idea aspect of food like from a from a website i was reading they were talking about how people search for authentic food however on yelp they're also they also specify how they want the authentic food without this quote unquote sketchy neighborhoods which are usually neighbors with higher numbers of people of color. So basically they're trying to find a authentic quote unquote authentic restaurant in a white neighborhood. How is that authentic if a white person is cooking it? Yeah. It's just this idea that in this society white people they want individuality but they just can't bring them bring themselves to go there. They want, you know, authentic things but then they're like, "Oh no, but I don't want all of it. I just want the bit that I like." Yeah. And it's disrespectful to degrade someone's culture just to one thing. Definitely. They should if you want to be exposed and if you want to learn one's culture, you shouldn't only just highlight the the parts that you like about it. It you should learn all about it and like have your perspectives open in general. Yeah, and like involve people from that culture because they're the ones who know about it. They're the ones who're going to tell you what's right or what's wrong or what the things you can do to appreciate it there's also i don't know if this is really cultural appropriation but i just wanted to talk about how uh, nowadays a lot of foods are being commercialized from pacific culture and it's kind of removing its cultural history and it's reducing entire communities into the single monolithic cuisine so an example of this is indomie mee goreng Nowadays when I say mee goreng they don't really think of the traditional Indonesian's pan fried noodles they they immediately think of the instant noodles go to 5 minute meal so I guess companies and businesses do have take on a role in cultural appropriation to some degree but it's worse since it's worse since people are kind of fueling this 
feeling this uh, this need and this desire for this monolithic white culture, like all throughout, like the same homogenous culture. Uh, another problem that we've sort of seen relatively recently, it's come up a bit more, or people are definitely talking about it a bit more, is cultural appropriation by famous people, like uh, artists. And it's sort of, most of the time, it's them. It's like a lot of the other problems, is that they pick a part of a culture that they want to use for themselves in their art. And then they just sort of profit off of them without really paying attention and caring about the culture at all. So a lot of these times, these artists, when when confronted, these artists are like, oh, I'm just quote-unquote honoring other cultures. But they're honoring these cultures to like stereotypic depictions of them. Examples include Katy Perry. And when she was in one of the award ceremonies, I forgot which one, she uh, sang one of her songs. It was old, a long time. It was quite a while ago, but she used geishas and tried to portray the idea of Japanese culture through her music, even though she has nothing to do with Japan and was only depicting geishas through the stereotypes that she's heard of them before. So she got a lot of backlash for that. And the second example is Miley Cyrus and twerking, how she wanted to kind of she said there was a mention on the on an article how she wanted to add some black aspect to it, so she chose to add twerking in her, one of the award ceremony shows, and she got some backlash for that. I feel these artists, they may be good people, and they but they must they need to realize that a lot of these stereotypes aren't helping and honoring these cultures. In some cases, they might be insulting these cultures instead. Yeah, and another thing, it's. Uh, a bit different, but just celebrities getting super tanned and mm. trying to like, like look ethnically ambiguous. Like for example, Ariana Grande. She's she does not look white. It's it's just taking it too far, and all the Kardashians as well. It's definitely to do with how beauty standards are, like certain beauty standards are accepted in white people, and yet. Uh, critic like black people are criticized for having darker skin. Yet when white people get tanner, people are like, "Oh, you look so good," and stuff like that. Yeah. It's these double standards that make it not okay for white people to profit off of other people's cultures because they can. People aren't going to stop them. However, when someone is using their own culture, they're regarded as you know a savage, or they're not. If someone. If a white person doesn't conform to white standards, it, they're seen as cool and uh, edgy. But if a person of another culture doesn't conform to white standards, then they're suddenly not okay and they're not seen. And it's just unfair. Yes, definitely. I think that's where the terms like bananas and coconuts come to play. Like when uh, I don't know if you guys know what banana and coconuts are. Bananas like white on the inside and yellow on the outside. And like coconuts, it's it's supposed to be degrading if a white person calls someone like an Asian or a brown, uh, brown kid that. So I think these these are these white people are the ones that kind of put the boundaries on what cultures, how it's only okay to act within your culture for other people. So you're a banana or you're a coconut, which is a white on inside, brown on outside. 
it's supposed to be used as a insult as you're not acting your culture and what you're doing is wrong. Stay on track, which is wrong. Because it's sort of policing the way that other cultures should behave. And people have no right to tell anyone how they should behave unless they're doing something yeah. wrong. But if you're just saying, oh, you can't act like that, you're acting white, it's like you don't, you're not the person to decide how people should act. Yeah, and an entire population of that culture is not going to act the same way. Exactly. That's just, it's not going to work. Definitely. Transitioning from cultural appropriation within people, there's also a lot of cultural appropriation on the corporate side, as I said earlier, with designers and these fashion brands bar- quote-unquote borrowing from other cultures. And a lot of the times, they're the ones that are taking the aspect of one culture and turning it to these fashion trends and are feeding such perspectives and ideas to people of society to think that turning these trends, turning these designs and these these cultures into trends are okay. So it's definitely something to address. Yeah. And very often they give no credit. They just mm. steal or take that or borrow the design and that's it. And they're profiting like, uh, off of it. They're getting money exactly. for stealing other people's ideas and not giving anything back. Yeah, and like a few years ago from my country, there's a specific type of shoe uh, that's like culturally significant and it was taken I think it was like Paul Smith or something it just they took that design and gave absolutely no credit and on top of that they named it Robert the shoe was called (laughs) yeah and uh, also like in my country it's super cheap to buy it and this was like hundreds of pounds to buy with absolutely no credit given the same with the Tom's. Have you heard of Tom's shoes design? When you're buying and like the popular shoes where you buy and then they give one. Basically, where Tom is the person who got... I think the guy was called Tommy or something. I watched a video on this, but I'm not sure. But the main guy took these shoes and the idea for such shoes from another country... It was like a Middle Eastern country and then took it and it mass manufactured it and he's profiting from it. So it's definitely a prevalent problem in like today's business world. Uh, Other examples of cultural appropriation could also be this idea of caricatures and it sort of relates to the using something as a costume in which you're making it seem like, you know, it's not real you take away the human aspect of it uh, such as using uh, Native American caricatures as mascots and that can be like school mascots but it can also be you know sports teams and the problem with that is that it's you know you're throwing something like a Native American symbol into other things like animals and you know it's just you're making it seem so inhumane it's degrading Native Americans in general and they're how they're depicted in school mascots and sports teams are often stereotypes of them. They're depicted as wearing a headdress or acting all strong and it's 
it really feeds into society's mindsets and perspective that that's how a Native American is and is adapting it to white society, even though they were the one that wanted to get rid of, not get rid, I think get rid of it's too harsh, but they wanted, they hadn't, they didn't want anything to do with Native Americans a hundred years ago. I think from all of this, we've learned that it's important to not, you're basically not not allowed to engage in someone else's culture, but you have to let someone of that culture guide you through it so you understand the the cultural meaning behind it and the traditions. Don't assume you know how everything goes just because you've seen it around media a lot and that the stereotypes guide you. An important thing is don't ever assume that you're not being racist because if you do anything and someone tells you that it's racist, you're not the person who can go, no, I love this culture. That's why I did it. It's like, it's not that you're racist. It's that you did something and that thing was racist. So you should probably not do it. Yeah, and also like understanding why you want to experience like a specific part of that culture. Is it just because you want to take a photo or do you want, you want to dress in a certain like uh, cultural dress or something like that so I think yeah that's behind it as well like why do you want to do it because that the specific thing you want to focus on is not the only part of that entire culture I guess that's the end of a grapevines podcast thanks for listening and I hope you can stay tuned next time bye 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 thank you for tuning in this is Turon Turon from the grapevine for you we hope you had a fun time listening to this podcast and make sure to stay around for more